I'm Melissa White, and this is The Spirit Room. This is a place for seekers that find themselves intrigued with working with the unseen world. I'll bring you insight into my life and work as a medium, interviews with people that I find fascinating, and also provide you with some tools to help you implement a beautiful life in partnership with spirit. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy what spirit has in store for us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Spirit Room. I'm Melissa White, and I hope everyone is well. I'm here today with a wonderful special guest. Her name is Christy Whitman, and she is a New York Times bestselling author and transformational leader. She's appeared on The Today Show, The Morning Show, TEDx, and The Hallmark Channel. And her work has been featured in numerous publications and magazines. She teaches a lot of attraction, energy mastery, and personal development classes, meditations, and private sessions, helping clients to feel more aligned with the divine design of well-being, abundance, and success. So super pleased and excited to have you here. Thank you, Christy, for being our guest. Well, thank you for having me. As I said, I'm really looking forward to having this conversation. Just being able to have this level of a conversation somewhere where someone that gets it on the same level, same language, just free to just let whatever comes through. It, it's always a, a beautiful, expansive experience, and at least in my experience. So I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. I feel the same way. It's a treat. And I know so many of our listeners are going to be really intrigued and uh, very interested in delving into this world. So really, let's start from the beginning. First of all, where in the world are you calling us from today? Well, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. And interestingly enough, I was born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona, literally like probably two miles away from where I am now, but I didn't always live here. So I, I moved to Chicago after I graduated and then I lived in California for 10 years and then had a blip in Philadelphia and then moved to Montreal, Canada when I married, met married husband. And then we came down and now we're literally living just miles away from from where I grew up. And it's truly a homecoming, which is really interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Coming full circle. Yes, for sure. Wonderful. Well, where does your story begin as far as your spiritual journey goes? Well, I I had my intuition pretty open as a young kid, but like most... (laughs) I would freak out or scare my mom. For example, if I said, I saw fairies in the garden, she'd be like, okay, you've lost your mind, right? At at, at some point, it was cute. And then it it was like, there might be something wrong. So So I shut that down just to be able to fit in. But so on some level, I've always had that conscious thread through, if you will, that energy through. But it wasn't until I moved to Chicago and I was living there for... I want to say it was a couple of years. And I literally felt depressed because I had got everything I had created, didn't have that language at that time, but Mm -hmm. I achieved, that was Mm -hmm. the language back then. I achieved everything that I wanted to at a very young age, whether it was my career or financially, or I was 
all set to be married. Like I got a degree. I mean, I checked all the boxes and I just felt like, what, what for? What is it for? And just having that feeling of underneath it all, even though everything looks great, I'm feeling empty. I'm feeling like it's not enough. And so that it became a calling for me at that point. And it was like, when you have that thirst, it was like, I was thirsty for knowing more, like, what's this really all about? Because it, it can't really just be about going to work, achieving stuff, making money, buying new stuff, throwing the old stuff away. You, you know what I mean? Achieving mm-hmm. more stuff, living in a bigger house, having a baby and then baby. Is it, is that really what's going on here? So I just had big questions. And those questions took me to meet a guy that I worked with at the company I worked with. He lived in California and I lived in Chicago. And so I was ready to move out of Chicago because I just frankly didn't enjoy the winter other than that great city and one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And so I moved to California, Northern California to be with this guy. And within a month, we were broken up. So here I was in Northern California. I didn't know anybody. I had no family, no friends around me at all. And I, but I had met one person that he had entered that boyfriend introduced me and she happened to be a hairdresser and I needed to get my hair cut. So I went and saw and sat down with Janine as she's cutting my hair. And she had something extraordinary about her that it was like, there was a light, but I again, didn't have that language. I couldn't put my finger on it, but, but I just knew that I wanted what she had. It was kind of like the Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. I'll have it, she's having. <laughs> right. You know, I was like, what is, and I just said, as being as blunt as I am, I said, okay, what do you do? And she just started laughing and she goes, I meditate. And now this is, Melissa, this is 25 years ago, right? right. So I, we didn't have the internet. There wasn't this, like the world has become real small. It's like in my world, nobody I knew ha- or had ever known meditated. So the only reference I had in my mind was guru guy sitting in the gown, long beard, long white hair in a yogi position, oming. Yes. That that's the you know, so when she said I meditate, I went, What? It was like that just a paradigm shift. So she introduced me to her meditation teacher, and I go to this woman's house, again, not in my realm. She's got clanky new age music going on, there's candles and incense, and she's got angel statues. I look around my office and I'm like, oh my God, I have all these things. <laughs> <laughs> and so I walk in and the first thing she said to me was you create your own reality. And when she said that, it was like something, it was like a light just went out of me. And I went, I felt like that expansiveness with that and just sat in that energy for a minute and went, I feel that, but how? Like in my mind is like, how? Mm -hmm. And so she said to me, you are either repelling things to you, either wanted or unwanted, or attracting things to you, either unwanted or wanted, by the way you think. And and that was like the f- first moment for me where I realized the way I think. I had so identified with my thoughts that I thought my thoughts were me and I was my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you know that, Isn't it? But when you have that moment of awakening, isn't that just bliss? When you're like, oh! <gasps> I'm not that thought that tells me that I'm too fat or I'm not that thought that tells me I'm never going to make it or I'm not that thought that tells me that 
I'm not good enough or that I'm not doing enough or that I don't compare or whatever that is, right? To know that voice is actually not true, not me. Wow. Right. It's like chains, shackles, you know, come off the body. It's like, what? You realize you're not limited. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. And that is exactly what it is that I started digging into. What is lack? What is limitation? And started drawing teachers and different speakers and authors to me into my world that I would just, I would find and draw them to me because I've still continued to be so hungry. So I just trusted, you know, what everywhere I was going as far as what I was reading, whether it was the four agreements or trying to think of other books I was reading at that time or listening to Wayne Dyer. Listening to him on a cassette tape in my car. Yes. As I was driving around as a pharmaceutical rep. Yeah. It, it was amazing to then discover there's actually a mindset in separation, in, uh, in lack, in, in limitation and scarcity. And then there's a separate one that is in abundance. And the one that's in abundance always feels so good. But the one that's in lack, it's just a mindset. The one that's in lack, so bad. And if I'm the one that controls, my mind's not, not controlling me anymore because I had that awakening. If I'm the one that, that decides what I put into my own mind, then I get to decide where I focus it, either feeling abundant and focusing on thoughts of abundance or letting the automatic thoughts that come from the old energetic programming, let those thoughts create momentum but it's always my choice. And that is so empowering. That is so life-changing. And I am so grateful I had those moments. Definitely. It's stepping out of like one, one world and into a brand new one that is so much more magical, so much more filled with synchronicity, right people at the right time, right opportunities. And I think it's so cool too, because of course, there's still challenges. There's still things that are going to come up. You're still going to experience all of that. But you're right. It's a choice of how you're going to focus your mind, how you're going to focus your energy. We always have a choice in that. Yeah. What, what just comes to me right now is, is think about that. When we were all set to go into lockdown, we were in a place in time where everybody in the world, when you really think about that, was the same situation in a sense, right? That we all had this thing, right? So we all were in for the first time. It didn't matter if someone was black or white, if they were a male or female, if they were European or if they're from the United States, it didn't matter all of us as a human race. And with that, here's the situation, our own free will and what we believe to be true and where we focus our minds and where we master our own energy. And we can talk about that. That's how you then create your reality. It was interesting because yes, there were challenges. Like you said, all of a sudden I got two kids at home. Okay. Who's homeschooling? How do we shift here? Before it was in the house, all of a sudden, right? There's things that I could have easily looked at and said what was wrong and bad, but I continued to focus on the blessings. I was like, this is amazing having my kids home. I get to see them more. I love it. I could have lunch with them too. Right. And so it was like looking at all the different blessings. What a blessing my business has been online, but I've been practicing this way of thinking for a very long, 25 years. And so now I've, I've got it dialed in, so to speak, 
But yet, still contrast happens, right? Still human experiences happen, right? I mean, exactly. everything every, everything could be great in my life like it is right now, right? In this very moment, all things are well. And yet, I'm very aware that my parents who are in their 80s, my dad's 89, all of us pass, right? So when that happens... I'll have to process my energy, process my emotions, because that's going to be a fun human experience. Right. But I need to process it and go through it so that I can return back to that state of abundance and that state of appreciation and gratitude for my life. Totally. It's a new, it's like your default now, after years of focus and intention and practice, your default is to go to that place, right? To actually process, work through, and, and then come to that place of gratitude and that place of seeing, seeing the blessings in everything, which I think is, it is empowering. So instead of feeling like the world is you're living at the will of or at the whim of this yeah. universe, you're actually harnessing your own power and stepping into your own power. So that's, I mean, fantastic. I think we all need to come to that point. Yes. And that's where we're heading. It'll always be those that aren't going there and won't go there, right? And and then there'll be those that get to go further than ever have gone before in the sense of the type of energetic connection you have and the type of wisdom inside of the human body, understanding that you're not just a human body, but you're so much more than that. It's like taking the, the work of, say, someone like Christ, right? And mm -hmm. leading it out even into the, you know, the, this day and age, so to speak. It, kind of like what what Christ was trying to teach back then, people are starting to embody like he did. Yes, I would agree. There, There's a definite major shift. What about, so in your book, The Desire Factor, you were talking a lot about the seven principles. Can you share with us, share with the listeners, how we can use the principles that, you know, that you discuss to live a fuller life? Absolutely. So I just want to give a premise before we talk about that, about mm -hmm. the book and, and how it came to be in the sense that I channel the council, mm -hmm. um, they call themselves the quantum council of light. And so everything in my business three years ago started pivoting and everything that I now do is really me showing up for interviews and talking about my experiences or doing healing events or teaching classes mm -hmm. with the council. And this book was one of those projects, if you will, was one of these downloads between myself and the council. And so for years, 25 years now, I've been practicing some of these principles, thinking that I had them down when I had them in the wrong order. And so when the council came through, they literally wrote the principles out and well, through me. Mm -hmm. And then obviously they go in step by step. They go in order. It's sequential. It's, it's like a, one of those, if you had a lock, you know, padlock, if you get the numbers out of order, the lock won't open. Right. And so that's what so many people, when they're reading this book, they're like, Oh my gosh, I, I feel like the, there's finally a book that shares the whole puzzle instead of just giving pieces of it, which is so I'm honored that people say that about that. But even more, it's like all in one place, you can see literally from start to finish of manifestation, what involvement we need to have as the human being, and what do we need to back off from, right? What's the dance in manifestation between the human and the non-physical and the human and the energy, however you want to put it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And 
Yeah. So these, they go in order. And the first principle is the principle of alignment and alignment, meaning you, all of us, if we have a desire and we feel we can't have the desire or we shouldn't have the desire or it's not right to have the desire or all the reasons why we tell ourselves we can't have the desire. If we have it and we resist it, we're out of alignment because the very desire is the connection between the divine in us, the, the physical, the non-physical. And that when we follow and flow with a desire, when we lean into that desire, does it mean that no contrast or obstacles will come in the way? No, it doesn't mean that at all. And that's what I love about this book. Cause there were things in this, in the book, in the desire factor where I talked about how I utilize this entire process to go on a game show. And I was feeling exactly at going step-by-step step every day. The game show didn't come to fruition, but other opportunities that had equal or even more value because I was creating energy around me. That's so important and such a valuable point because I think sometimes people do get stuck on thinking that it's got to be this one outcome. It's like all or nothing. And they don't recognize that, wait a minute, like the actual process of that creation and that energy that it takes to actually um, focus on and harness that that desire and that power. You're you could create something that you hadn't even you hadn't even dreamed of. Exactly. Exactly. Because you're opening up and that's the whole entire creation of this book was the same thing. And I share I share this story in the book where I wanted to get this book published, right? The councils, mm-hmm. like we had this and it was like, okay, it's time to start reaching out. And what I knew was to reach out to my literary agents because I published other books. I had two books, very successful. It hit the New York Mm -hmm. Times. And so here I was ready to take out my next book. And both of my literary agents were like, sorry, we can't rep your book. It was the weirdest thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, why? It didn't make any logical sense. And they almost like said, and they work for different companies. They almost said word for word, we can't get you a six figure advance. And I said, I would say to both of them, I'm not looking for a six figure advance. I'm just looking to get the book published. Mm -hmm. And they kept coming back to that. Yeah, but you're not going to get a six figure. I'm like, if I got a $10,000 advance or 20 or a five, it's not about the advance. I said, well, book sale, right? So it's like, I don't, they weren't listening and all those doors were closed. And I was like, what? This is what I, why would I take this energy? Why isn't it not moving? Mm-hmm. And so I, I then surrendered the energy. And what came to me was a, was an image of a friend of mine. She's also in personal development and author. You might know her, Ariel Ford. And she does a lot of soulmate stuff. Mm-hmm. And she used to be a literary agent. Mm-hmm. So I was getting this download to email Ariel and see if she would rep me because there was a publisher that was waiting for my book or my proposal right? But couldn't take it because you can't give it from author to publisher. It has to be an agent in in between in this case. So I thought, hey, if Ariel hands it to this agent or this publisher, then, you know, it'll it'll get in the right hands and we can start rolling. So she came back and she's like, nope, no way. She wasn't even thinking, she didn't want to think about being a literary agent again. And I was like, what's that about then? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I just got the picture of what I needed to do. I mean, this is real life stuff that I was like consulting with the council with because yeah. wait a minute, you just gave me an image of what, what I think was mm-hmm. something I was supposed to do. Right. Yeah. I did it. And within seconds, or it was, I'll never forget it. It was on a Saturday morning, like at eight in the morning. And I'm on email because I'm all inspired to write this request to her. And within seconds came back, no way, Jose. Right. <laughs> and I was like, so what gives? Like, And the council explained it to me that I literally moved energy and did something in a direction that wasn't the way my mind thought it needed to be, the form that it needed to take. I was able to flow the energy into some other area, which then opened up the channels, which then, I mean, the story is incredible that just days later, the connection that I made with my new literary agent who knew Ariel, I mean, it's, it, I describe it in the book, but for her to find me the exact perfect publisher for this book, they're like family. It was the most amazing publishing experience I'd ever had. And it, it was, it's just, it, we think that, well, hey, I followed that. But we, in, from our, our, as expansive as some of our minds are, still very limited compared to the divine. I so, I so relate. And I I love actually in the book that you do offer so many stories, like you do offer your personal experience with these things, because it makes it tangible for people. And it makes it more easily relatable, you know, for people. So I think that's, first of all, fantastic. But also, it's true, like so many times I've for myself, and even for clients, and even students, they'll say, I did follow my gut. Like I did, I, I either had this feeling to, to do this or I, you know, heard the message and it was very clear. And it was like, I was guided. There were so many synchronicities along the way. I thought this choice or this decision was meant to be like, I really thought that this was being offered to me intuitively and it didn't pan out. It didn't turn out, the, but it didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to, but how do they not how do they know that actually it wasn't preparing them for this other in your like in your case like a different connection that was actually going to be even better you know for you at the time in that moment so it is really it's wild to think that sometimes we give up or we think oh wait a minute i'm not going to trust myself now because that didn't turn out the way that i thought when really like we have to look at the bigger picture Yes. And sometimes we don't from the, again, from our own human minds, don't get, we're not privy to what's going on behind the curtain, so to speak. Right. It's like, we, we don't get the full view and the full picture because if we did, it would be like, so we get what we're able to hold as a consciousness and still beyond that, there's so much more. Like it's just vast and unlimited and possibilities and, and so many things that are like, Oh, I thought it would be this thing or this person or that job or that promotion or this thing. And then if it doesn't work out, there's still energy moving in that direction. And as long as you take that point in time, I, I just had something happen the other day. It was crazy, but I'll share it in a minute, but it was a point in time where we got blocked or there was an imprint that was limited. And when we shift that, it shifts all of the energy and it literally shifts like the energy within you, around you, what, what the trust that you feel because you get to 
understand that no matter what is happening, you are in control of your consciousness. And in your consciousness, you can either look at things as bad and wrong, or be in a place of fear and worry, or you can look at things as, okay, I have faith that all things are working out. I am total abundance. I'm appreciative of the now. I'm appreciative of what I have. And, and it's always still comes back to we, ch- we choose our consciousness. And what is our consciousness? If you break it down, it's the words that we say. It's the thoughts that we think. It's the perspective or the beliefs that we hold. It's our feelings or our emotions. And then our actions, which is behaviors, habits. That's our consciousness. And our whole world literally quantumly shifts energetically to match our consciousness. What? <laughs> yeah, it's incredible to even to even fathom. But it's true. And we have to do our part to meet the universe also, meet the universe halfway. And I think that's where that empowerment and all of that comes into play, which is which is inspiring. It's inspiring for people to hear this conversation and to think, even if their thoughts have been really limiting, even if they're in the sort of like trudging through the mud emotionally, that they do have a choice. Like there is a choice to, to change consciousness. Absolutely. You can change it in this now moment. I, so I wanted to share this story. Okay. I think it's, it just feels like it's an appropriate story. Yeah. So to get to that place where I, again, it just works very hard on myself <laughs> emotionally and, you know, energetically. And because I thought I had to, because there was something wrong with me. And the day that I discovered that, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with me. That, that was the day I found my connection and the council came through and all that. And since that moment, things have been different, right? And with that, I know when things feel off. Because I can just feel instead of being in a space of anger all the time or not feeling good all the time or being in a place of not enoughness, I'm generally in a place of just appreciation and gratitude and, you know, loving my life. And then if something comes up, I'm able to go, wait, what is that? So the other week, last week, I was just talking to a friend that I hadn't talked to in decades. It was a college friend and she brought up this girl named Heather. And, and I was like, Heather, and I had no like reference. And she goes, yeah, she worked with you at the vine. She was a bartender. And all of a sudden it was like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. all these pictures started coming back. And I remembered Heather and I went, Heather. And she goes, why did you say it like that? And I go, <laughs> I don't know why I just said it like that. I'm like, I'm going to have look into that later. So we finished our conversation. I got off the phone with her. I happened to be in LA. So I was getting ready for a speaking engagement the very next day. My, a friend of mine invited me to be on her stage. She had 40, 40 women entrepreneurs in the room and then like 50 on virtual. And I was going to speak. So here I am on Tuesday night going, what was that about that Heather thing? And so I sat with it because it w- there was something that irked me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm an adult. I haven't thought about this person in you know almost 30 years. Like, what is this? And I sat with it and then came the story. The story was I wanted to get a bartending job because I've been working as a cocktail waitress all through college. I had, I think, one more year. And I went to this place called The Vine and they hired me to be a waitress, but said, we're going to, we're going to put you behind the bar, right? We're going to have you bartend. And so all of a sudden, 
the person that was leaving because he graduated, they had, there was a spot and they gave it to Heather. And I, Heather had never bartended before. She didn't know what was in a rum and coke. I mean, the first time she poured beer, it was like all foam. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, seriously? I had a lot of experience. So I went to the manager and I'm like, what gives? You told me I was going to be the next girl bartender. And then you promote Heather. And they said, she's got the look. And I'm like, what? Well, she's what people look for when you go into a bar. So she was tab beautiful, long blonde hair, blue eyes, big, beautiful face, big boobs, thin, totally down to earth. She was like it. And I was looking at myself going, okay, I have brown hair, blue eyes. I'm short and stocky. I got the boob thing going on, but it's like, I'm never going to be that. I'm not what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then that became a belief that I'm not what they're looking for literally solidified. And when I found that in myself that I could feel that belief and I could just let that go and feel that I am, I'm who my people are looking for. I'm who the people that are wanting the information for the council are looking for. Yes. Right. And I shifted that. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Right. And, and I'm okay with that. But the people that are, I want to resonate with the people that resonate with me. And that's like just absolute bliss and joy. Mm-hmm. To work with when you work with people and you have people surrounding you that are just vibrating at the same level as you, it's just it's beautiful. So that's what I that's what I wanted, right? And then there were so many things that manifested. Like literally the next day, someone called me up and said, Hey, I was talking to a podcaster about you. And because he was asking me, Do you know someone that talks on energy work and energy like universal laws and manifestation? And she said, Yeah, my friend and colleague Christy Whitman just, you know, wrote The Desire Factor and it, you know, great mm-hmm. book. And then so he goes, and I quote, She's exactly what I'm looking for. Right. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, it, and yet it's not. Yep. Yeah. So. We have, when we are working on our own energy field and we're processing out our own emotions and we're clearing ourselves from that to be in a choosing the energy that we do want to fill up with. So choosing, because we can choose either way, choosing to be in joy and bringing in that energy of joy and then filling yourself up, like filling up your energetic container with joy. Now, you focus on your own consciousness. What are the words that are coming out of my mouth? Like there are words and phrases that people say that are so rooted in lack. It starts the whole momentum of a creation of things that they don't want. Because words are so powerful. I, I created a whole program that is free actually. And, and if you want, I, I can give it to your listeners. It's literally all these different words and phrases that we say in our culture that pull our energy down and most people don't know about it. So I created a video series that are like 30 videos. Each day you get a video. They're two to four minutes in length. And they say what not to say, why, what's it doing to you energetically and vibrationally, and what to say instead. So that when you are communicating, right? Instead of, I can't wait. It's like, oh, I'm so looking forward. Mm -hmm. As subtle, it's very subtle. But now you pay attention to the words that you think. And once you get on that track, For me, I came into this with watching my thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. People can come in by watching their emotions or looking at their beliefs. However you come into it, that's like having awareness is then having awareness. It then makes you aware of all aspects. 
It's so true. Your words, like the words that we speak carry so much power. And I would love, yeah, for sure. Let's definitely share that with the listeners. That would be amazing. Awesome. Let me just go to watchyourwords.com. Ah, and perfect. And have access. I mean, my son this morning, I went in and kissed him. I was waking him up. He's 12. So he's, he's at that border age where he still likes to be cuddled, yet mm-hmm. not too much, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so he just wait. He opens his eyes and he goes, I just can't do it anymore. And I, I go, can't do what? He goes, I can't wake up this early for school anymore. And I said, well, you're going to have to change that language in your head to I will because you are. <laughs> oh, my daughter would agree with him. Yeah. She's 10 and she's already like, no, no. Like it's a little yeah. too early, a little too early for her liking. Are you from Canada? I am. I heard that. And then you said your pro- the pro- process is that you said it. I love it. Yeah. I can always tell a Canadian. I have one of my assistants, um, actually, she's head of my customer uh, service, lives in Montreal still. And I, my husband's from Montreal. My boys are from Montreal. Mm-hmm. So. I spent some time there when I was working for Air Canada, and I loved it. I fell in love with... It's a very romantic city, actually. Like, it's quite amazing. It but is. I'm in Vancouver, so on the most but. I love Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Okay, so tell us more about some of the principles or, I mean, I guess wherever you want to go, what, whatever else you want to share with us. Well, yeah, so we only talked about the first one. So the first one's alignment, yeah. um, getting aligned with, boy, did we go on a, just a loop of, of <laughs> all sorts of juicy stuff yeah. there. Okay, so alignment is the first principle. And since we talked about the consciousness, right, it's getting your consciousness, words, thoughts, perspectives, feelings, and and actions in alignment with what you desire. And if they're out of alignment, the second part is focus. Whether they're in alignment or out of alignment, the second principle is focus. We have a amazing mind that will focus on something. It's either going to focus on what we want or what we don't want. And when it focuses on, when we focus on something we don't want, we're coming from lack, so we feel bad. And if we're coming from a place of focusing on the pictures, deliberately putting in, if you remember those slide carousels where they would have the slides back in the dinosaur days when some of us went to school or those uh, those toys that were oh like a viewfinder. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like putting your own deliberate pictures, your own slides of what it is that you desire and seeing yourself having that desire, feeling, feeling yourself into it, visualizing it and focusing on that. And then the third principle is the principle of joyful expectancy, which is also in alignment with what you want. You want to get excited about what's coming. But you want to stay in this place of being satisfied with where you are. Yes. And so when you're in a place of joyful expectancy, you just feel good. And that then allows you to flow into the feeling of having, which is the fourth principle. This is such an important principle to dig deeper on because people, I hear it all the time from different teachers and anybody that is studying law of attraction or any of that kind of stuff has probably heard this at nauseum become a vibrational match to what you want, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be a vibrational match. What does that mean? It, it means that you have to literally be in the field energetically of having 
there cannot be any perspective or any energy focus on the lack of it. And when you feel you are having it, or at least imagining having it, it might be even better when you get it, but Mm -hmm. at least you start that experience. I have so many stories about bringing in the energy, including my career as a coach for the last 20 years, all came from a place because I was lacking in my career as a pharmaceutical rep, even though I was having great success and doing well and had all the outer successes and all that kind of stuff. I didn't feel passion and purpose. And so I would cultivate the energy field of passion and purpose and feeling as if I had passion and purpose in my career where I made money, right? Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what that would be. Absolutely no idea what that would be, but I just kept feeling the feeling of it. And within a month, my first book, Perfect Pictures, came through. 105 in the morning, I was woken up, voice could hear, I couldn't stop it. Got up, started to write, and my hands started channeling. My just started scribing. And that started this whole entire process where it become, became a got a book published and then I started speaking and then people that I was speaking to started asking me to coach. I had no idea coaching even existed 20 years ago for life coaching. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so I loved it and I'd have people call me on the phone and I would help them shift and understand energy and pretty much what I was doing in my life, I helped them do. And they were coming back with amazing stories, which I loved. I was so passionate. I felt so on purpose doing it, building my little coaching business as I was still a pharmaceutical rep and and then went into even more corporate. I went into as a sales training manager and all that. And I just finally one day went, okay, it's time. it's, It's just time. And I went full time into my coaching business because I knew that whatever abundance I could was creating from my corporate job, that was just an avenue through which the abundance comes. And so I was then able to literally jump off and say, okay, I'm quitting that job. And here I'm going full time in my own coaching business. And I've had my online coaching business for 15 years. And I got to see both of my babies, like take their first steps and say their first words and pull themselves up for the first time and pop on their butts and crawl and all all that stuff. I I got to be there when they woke up for naps. That to me is everything because I just felt so in. I don't miss any phase because I was so in and present for every phase. Mm-hmm. Well, it's huge. It's a huge blessing. And those moments you don't get back. And also, you likely if you were still on track and with your corporate career, you wouldn't have been present for those times. Mm-mm. No. It's, it's, but it's here's the thing. I wrote out that before before I ever did anything, I think about 20 because you know, around the time of maybe say 23, 22 years ago, I wrote out a list of all the things that I desired to have from here until what my mind can conceive of as possibilities. Mm -hmm. And everything on that list, I've manifested except for two. And they're still in the works. But even retiring my dad... Mm -hmm. that's like, wow, right? From the car I wanted, right? To having what I wrote out was I wanted to have my own stay at home business, have my baby be in my hand as I, as in my arms, as I walk to the mailbox and I have checks literally just filled up in the mailbox and that I love what I do. And I have this whole 
script, this whole vision written out. And when it came time that the vision actually came to fruition, it was like I said, around and did nothing. I just want yeah. to make that clear, but that action mm-hmm. is one of the principles in the mm-hmm. book. <laughs> um, but when it happened, it was even better because money came automatically into my account. I didn't have to walk with them into the mailbox. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a ride and I'm just so grateful. I know and have the tools that I have. Cause even just last week, thinking of someone in the, you know, how that was affecting me or how that would have continued to affect me, I'll never know. But I do know that it had a profound effect on the shift that I had. Definitely. Yeah. And to have that perspective, to be able to look and, and see that. Wow. Okay. The next one would be, is that the next one action? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, no. So yeah, the principle of having, I just get into those. Ooh. <laughs> principle of having, thank you for keeping, it's like herding kitty cats. Thanks for keeping me on straight. <laughs> so yes, the principle of having, and then it's the feeling of loving what you're having, right? So in my case, when I was feeling that passion and that purpose, I loved feeling that because the energy of love is the highest vibration in the universe. So it's kind of like an M&M, coat everything with the hard, like coat it with love, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on inside, coat all of it with love, coat, you know, coat your thoughts with love, your energy, your visions, your feeling sense. And everything then returns at a higher vibration. It has to. So love is a really important piece of you want to love what you're creating. Mm-hmm. And love it now, not after. And, you know, have gratitude. It's like have that gratitude for that love while you're having it. The next after love is surrender because it gets to a place then when we're like, we, you know what? I've done all I've done, I can do. I've got my mind, my emotions, my physical body, my energy body all aligned to this desire. And then the mind, when there's nothing else to do, so to speak, the mind mm-hmm. wants to go, well, who, who's going to be? When? Yes. You know, when? It's been a while. How long is this going to take now, right? It's yeah. that mind that then wants to jump into that gap because it doesn't know. And it's its job to make sure that it alerts you to everything in the universe that could possibly go wrong or be bad for you. And so it's trying to figure out if if it knows, it's like a, my mother, I feel like sometimes like my mom wants to know when you're going to be home and by who and, and you're going to go hike the Grand Canyon. And is that safe? And you know, yeah. it, it's like the mind can be like that. Mm-hmm. So it's settling the mind by doing all of these steps and by also surrendering, saying, you know what, I don't know, but I surrender this over to a greater power than I that does know. That divine life partner that's literally breathing me, that you you aligned with in the beginning of this whole entire process, I'm I'm releasing, I'm surrendering it all over to you. You still focus your pictures, you still take the inspired action, which is the last principle. But the who and the where and the how and the orchestration, I mean, the, the divine has a bird's eye view on our lives that we cannot even see. And sometimes when we're maneuvering on the uh, chessboard of life, we don't know why we're doing a maneuver, but the, the higher perspective does. Totally right. true. I, I find with lots of times clients will, when they're or coming for mediumship, it's one thing, but when they're looking for more intuitive psychic counsel, oftentimes they will, they want to know so badly how and what is this future partner going to look like? What is their name? What is the timeline? All of these very specific things. And I always sort of come back to surrender. 
because yes, it's probably possible we can get some glimpses into that stuff. And if it's going to be helpful, sure, it can come through. But I, I try to steer people away from focusing on that because they're actually limiting themselves. Anytime they're going to they're gonna give their power away to uh, someone else to tell them that information, but also like thinking, oh, that's the be all end all. And they're not keeping, they're not stepping into that surrender of actually trusting the universe or trusting themselves. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. It's yeah, it's, we have to be able to align with ourselves because that's always the best authority that Mm -hmm. when we can connect with our own inner wisdom, nobody else is vibrating in the exact same place or consciousness that we are. And so when sometimes we feel something is right for us, but we hold ourselves back because we know that others won't approve of it or whatever it may be, we have to let our desires, we have to allow ourselves to feel that energy because that's, it's a part of us and suppressing any of it or resisting any of it, or again, having the mind try to figure out what exactly it needs to look like and knowing all those pieces that makes us miserable, honestly, because it puts us back in lack. It makes us realize that, hey, wait, in this moment, he's not here yet, right? So when is he going to be? And I'm not going to be happy until he is. So we're doing the exact opposite. We're saying no. I mean, I remember when I was calling in my husband of now 15 years and he, I could feel him and I knew because I could just feel him. Yeah. But I was meeting all these guys or not meeting any guys for that matter. And I would feel that like, who's it him? And then I go, wait, what are you doing? Just relax, let it go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was like, why do you want him in your life? What's that principle of having? Mm -hmm. Because I want to feel connected and I want to feel loved. And so I started cultivating that for myself. That became my meditation. That became the energy I connected with, the connection of of love and that connection of connection. And when I met him, it was like, I mean, it almost felt like moments later, but it was days later, all Mm -hmm. of us, when I was practicing, that's when I met him. You cannot be in the energy of lack or impatience or worried about when and fearing and all that kind of stuff and be a vibrational match to what you desire. Can't be trying to control it. No. That's the, that's the surrender. And so the last principle is the principle of action because we are physical human beings. We have to take action. Even if we are going to put ourselves into a meditation and meditate, that's an action. It's an interaction. Even when we're changing our words or even just a thought, it could be a thought of, I'm not what they're looking for to a thought of, I am what they're looking for. I just took an interaction. Then there's the physical action, doing something, typing something up, getting on an interview, writing you know a note to someone, picking a child up from school. There's action. And when we allow yourselves to align and focus and sit in the space of joyful expectancy and literally vibrate in the place of having it and loving what you're having it and any resistance that comes up, just surrender it over. Whatever inspired action comes, take it with the fullness of who you are. Don't hold anything back, but it's like you're coming from just giving everything you've got to that moment, to that presence. Beautiful. I love it. Oh my goodness. I feel like this is such good information and inspiring for for us to really, you know, to to listen to. So I so appreciate it. I would recommend definitely for you guys to pick up the book, The Desire Factor. There's actually energy mastery exercises within the book as well. So things that you can actually try 
and you can do on your own. And so it's a phenomenal resource. So I just, I can't thank you enough. I feel like this has been such a special time to share with you. So thank you for being our guest. Thank you so much, Melissa. I appreciate what you do. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, beautiful. And um, where can people find you? Yeah, so you can go to watchyourwords.com. That's the program I was talking about earlier. My website is christywhitman.com. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook. So and just, just Google me. Awesome. <laughs> and I noticed too, I've been listening. Uh, you do have also a podcast, uh, The Desire Factor. So, I do. Yes, yes the Desire so you, Factor you, podcast. Yes, you guys can definitely check that out as well. And yeah, just wishing you the best. So thank you so much for your time and for your energy. Thank you. All right. Take care, everyone. And we'll talk to you again soon.